celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. The first play of the game, 77 yards, Brett Taylor erupts, and so does Altel Stadium. It is Wednesday, September 18th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the Fields Auto Group. And now, if it weren't for Jimmy Luck, he'd have no luck at all. J.P. Shedrick. Speaking of, we'll see Jimmy Luck in this show today for the Uniform Unveiling. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier. And we're starting the show today with our special guests. I like this. The start of the show with Chris Conley, our co-host. Each and every week. What's up, Chris? How you doing? Hold on. Your mic is not on. Your mic is okay. We'll um, we'll get back. Pull your mic over there, Dan. Good to see you, Chris. What's up? It's all yours, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here today, and uh, proud to be joined by one of my stellar teammates in uh, DJ Hayden. Hey, so. everybody. <laughs> What's up, gonna DJ? Going to be a great show today. Gonna yes, be a great show. I agree, and uh, you know it's going to be a great week. Thursday night football, prime time. I got to ask. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. All mm-hmm. the Jalen noise and everything going on. How do you guys put that aside as a football team, Chris, DJ, and move forward and, and get ready to rally for this game on Thursday night? How does it affect you guys? You know, it's, it's a little bit uh, – I, I imagine it's a different answer for me being on the offensive side of the ball and game planning and knowing that there's a sense of urgency coming for a Thursday night game. It's not as difficult for us to block out of that, that noise and, and everything that's going on. But, um, you know, we, we just know that. On a prime time game, a short week, you got to develop a game plan and you got to go out and score against a division opponent. And so when those things come up, you know, there's it's easier to block out the noise. It's, it must be difficult for guys on the defensive side of the ball. I, I imagine. Am I right, DJ? Yeah. A little bit more, a little bit more difficult for us. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, at the end of the day, a distraction is a distraction, and you always just gotta ignore it, no matter what it is, how big it is, because you don't want stuff like that to affect your game. Now, with the whole request thing with Jalen, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I think it sucks because you're probably losing, possibly losing, like, the best corner in the league, you know what I'm saying? And he the one that's that I'm communicating with every day. And uh, But, you know, stuff like this is out of my control. So, But I feel confident in whoever's in there. So whether it's Jalen, whether it's Trey, whether it's Breon, AJ, no matter who, like, I feel comfortable in our guys here that they, they can step up and get the job done. It's sort of a tough line, right, because you want him and you know that he makes you better. At the same time, you guys know it's a business and you know every, all players have their own situation they have to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. So you're sort of balancing that concept, I assume. Yeah, just just a good balance and then just prepare. Just prepare like I got to prepare like I'm going to play corner. Like me, I just got to know everything. I even got to know safety just in case something happens. So, I mean, you know, with this business, man, you never know, but we're going to be prepared for anything and everything that happened. Is it a case, Chris, where if you've been in the league long enough, you know you're going to see weird things and just have to know 100%. we have to keep preparing? I mean, 100%. The longer, the longer you play in this league, the more things come unexpectedly during your season that you weren't prepared for. Uh, that you have to adjust on the fly and that you have to make work. You know, we're professional football players. No one's going to feel sorry for us out there on the field on Thursday. 
And so we, our job is to prepare regardless of what happens between now and then to win a game with Jacksonville and whoever we have out there. That's the reason that we practice with those guys, and that's the reason that DJ and the rest of the corners in his room are prepared to fill the void. Big division game coming up. Um, Got to have this game, right? That's kind of the feel around here. It's, you know, 0-2 record going into a division game home Thursday night football. It's time to circle the wagons here as a football team and just go forward, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, you can't, can't look backwards at this point. What's done is done. And with these division opponents, you know, if you have any aspirations at making it into the postseason, then the division is, is what you have to focus on. These games are paramount for us. Each of the situations, every single third down, offense, defense, the fourth downs on special teams, those plays matter so much more in these games than, than just every game that you play every week because these are the opponents that you're going to see twice a year. These game plan plays that you have going in are plays that could come up and resurface again later in the year, and they matter. They matter so much because it, it all, all the seeding going into late in the year, it gets determined right now. We, uh, we saw a great defensive effort by this group last week in, in Houston, and that involved you blitzing a good bit in that game a few times. You got in on it for a sack, but from the defensive line all the way back to the secondary, that was what this defense is, right? Getting to the quarterback, making plays. You'd like to take the ball away a little bit. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet this year. But defensively, this is kind of more what you guys feel you're going to look like the rest of the year, right? Yeah, I feel like uh, this past game, we played a lot better game than we did the first week. And, uh, I mean, we, we, we tackled well. We were sticky on sticky coverage. And they didn't get a lot of yards on us. But at the end of the day, even with us playing – Decent, I feel like we played decent. We still got to play better because we still left some plays out there. And, uh, I mean, we could just – I mean, it's only week two, and I feel like this defense is going to get better and better each week. But we just got to apply it and use it on the field. I'm curious from both of you, um, not, all, not all losses are created equal, especially during the season. And it seemed like in that game the other day that from the end of the first quarter on, the team got progressively better, and it seemed like for the last three quarters you really outplayed those guys and probably should have won the game if you get, had your hands on a couple of turnovers, had some opportunities. Um, with the way Gardner played combined with the way – the entire offense, but combined with the way the defense really stuck it in the second half, was there a better feeling coming out of that game than there was maybe in the first half? Was there a confidence built from it? Um, I, feel like, I feel like it was a confidence boost because we was – like we was, I think at the beginning of the the second half it mm -hmm. was like six to three. Right. So I feel like as a defense, like we was we was like on their necks and we was ready to come out there and play and we was prepared for anything. Um, we just we just got to finish better as a whole team. Did the fourth quarter performance, two drives in the last eight minutes of the game, ten points. Uh, how much of a boost and how much more confidence is there in what you guys are doing? Uh, now than coming out of Kansas City? You know, before I answer that question, the first thing that we have to lay down is there are no moral victories in the NFL. And although you can build confidence and you can feel like you're growing and getting better, a loss is still a loss and it still stings. And these guys, mm -hmm. we came in and we watched the film and, you know, that was the first thing that we had to say to right. ourselves is we came close, but that close is not good enough. You know, the defense did a stellar job of putting us in an opportunity mm -hmm in a position to win that game. We as an offense have to step up and we have to do that. And so um, we know that the way that we finished that game, the speed and the tempo and the, the ability to strike that the offense showed at the end of that game, 
is something that we're capable of. We just need to do that earlier on in the game. And we have the confidence that we can get there and that we can do that, that this team as a whole, with the defense playing like that, with the offense going down, creating problems and scoring, and our special teams being one of the fastest moving teams in the league, we have the opportunity to win these games. We just got to do it. Tell me about Gardner in the huddle. I know the offense is obviously a lot more than Gardner, but he's the rookie quarterback that you're looking at every play, I'm sure, and thinking, okay, what's this guy made of here? Tough situation on Sunday. Uh, tell me about him in the huddle, those last two drives. You know, it, the last two drives were a little bit of everything that we were warning him was going to happen that week. Okay. Uh, it was extremely loud. Uh, the defense is ramping up the pressure. Uh, he had to break the pocket and make some plays with his legs. And some plays fell apart. And when plays fall apart at the quarterback position, you have to be ready to keep your eyes downfield and just make something happen. The touchdown to DJ Chark is a perfect example of that. A play falling apart, mm -hmm. him using his legs and making something happen at the second half of the play. And so those were all things that we had been talking to him about this week and saying, hey, we don't know when these things are going to happen, but they will happen in a division game on the road. And I think he handled it well. Uh, we just need to be able to put him in more comfortable positions so that he can do more of that. Chris Conley, DJ Hayden. Uh, what else you got for your guests today, Chris? Uh, you know, just some some. Let's let's talk about you. Let's talk about DJ Hayden, the DJ Hayden. I don't think okay. Let's talk about DJ that much, huh? He perked up a little bit when we said that. We said much. let's talk about you. Uh, I mean, but if that's what y'all want to talk about, then it is. That's why we're here. Yeah. You know what is what is it like going from a guy who starts his college career in JUCO, mm -hmm. going from a college career starting in JUCO to Houston to then being the 12th overall pick in the NFL draft in 2013. What is that like, that the grind of really starting from the bottom and then grinding to the top like that? Oh, man, it was a real grind. Like a, It was crazy because before that, before junior college and high school, I didn't even play like my senior year in college because I had like a whole bunch of credit issues. I had to graduate late. So I basically went to like the 13th grade, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So I went to a prep school, then I went to junior college, and then out of junior college, like junior college is, it's like, it's big football, but like, you don't have like all the, um, you don't have all the perks of like the big schools and stuff. And it's really a grind, like it's boring. It's easy to get in trouble because mm -hmm. guys are like bored and stuff all the time. And it's a real grind, like you gotta graduate. Like I graduated early, end up going to Houston, uh, in January, in December, and uh, it's a real tough grind. It really challenges you mentally because you see all these guys. Like, we had guys in my junior college who was good enough to play in the NFL, but they had got in trouble or they just was like, man, I'm just, like, kind of over this. Or they just wasn't scared. I mean, they was too scared to step up the competition. So I think I'm the only person from my junior college to make it to the NFL, but we had a, a team full of talent. Mm -hmm. But a lot of guys fell off, got in trouble, blase, blase. But you just have to keep your head on straight and just keep grinding, keep going forward. So why you and not the others? Why me? Yeah. Because my grind was unreal. You know? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, I just, man, to be honest, like, I don't know why it's me, but I just kept my, I just, I just grinded. I took care of my business. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever I had to do something, like, I wasn't always the best student, but I got the job done, mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of did that on the field, too. Sometimes I probably... I'll try to be the perfect technique, but sometimes it might get out of whack. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna get my job mm -hmm. done. And and that's just that speaks a lot about your character personally, because you know that 
many, many of us other guys had a much easier path into mm-hmm. college and, and playing their college sports and then getting drafted. No path is easy mm-hmm. to the NFL, but much different than yours. How has that adversity so early, so early in your career as a football player and as a man prepared you for situations, even like this week mm-hmm. with all the adversity that's going on, uh, you know, swirling this building and, and blocking all of that out and preparing for a Thursday night primetime game? Uh, me, my, me personally, I always like to just prepare for the worst. Like, I always prepare for the worst. Like, if I feel like some adversity's coming, I just feel like, all right, let's, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I'm like, all right, that didn't happen. But, you know, I can still adjust accordingly. And um, I kind of just, that's just been me my whole life. Like, you know, stuff always don't happen your way, you know. And sometimes you might have to take an ill on something, but you learn from it. You take what you need to get better, to better yourself, to better somebody else if if that's the situation. And then you just apply it. Love it, man. Well done. Inspiring. Um, I, I know. I'm, I, I want to go run some laps right now. This is awesome, man. <laughs> no, yeah, no not really. No, <laughs> overselling it a little bit. All right, guys. Uh, good luck to you. I know you guys have meetings coming up, right? Uh, we yep. appreciate you coming in early today, Chris. Always good to see you. DJ, great to see you. Well done, Thank man. You. Thank good you. Good luck to you guys. Yeah, thanks for doing this in a short week. Tomorrow awesome. night, the uh, Jags and the Titans, a game presented by Publix, the official supermarket of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're back in a moment with more. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Get your teal out, Jaguars fans, and be there when the Jaguars return to TIAA Bank Field and take on the Titans under the lights Thursday, September 19th. To celebrate the bank getting the primetime spotlight for the first time in four years, we're calling for an all-out teal out. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000 and purchase your seats today. Be there as Jalen Ramsey and company look to shut down Marcus Mariota and the Titans. Get ready, Jags fans. Things are about to get teal. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Get your teal out. The Jags host the Titans coming up Thursday night tomorrow. You're invited to join the NFL game day kickoff set at the corner of Duval and Bryan Streets, home of the Bold City Brigade and Teal Street Hooligans. The show starts at 5.30 tomorrow. Tickets as low as 49 bucks still available for the game at Jaguars.com or call 633-2000. And welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. 4.30 coming up. It's Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager. We'll uh, have our players to watch tonight a little later. That's something to stay tuned in for. Game it's always it's That's always cool. must-see TV. It is. It is. Uh, this was great stuff today uh, with Chris coming in always each week. 
But, boy, the defensive side of the ball has a lot spinning around mm-hmm. them this week. And even in the locker room, it's not like they're giving you a lot in there, right, about they're all kind of moving forward to Tennessee and trying to kind of say that. I think that was um, one of the most uh, – one of the best answers I think we've had on the whole Jalen situation from DJ. He's a guy that's in the room with him mm-hmm. um, that wants him on defense. He understands the business, but it, it – I, it was a very personal answer, I thought, from DJ there. Yeah, I mean, from their perspective, players understand that on, on some level, or on a very real level, they are all independent contractors in this game, playing a game where careers can end fast uh, within a week if, if, if things go really awry. Uh, and most of them are fighting to stay in the league each year. So they understand that... Uh, all guys have different situations that they're dealing with, and they understand that perhaps Jalen has a reason for wanting not to be here. At the same time, they want to win. They've grown close to Jalen, so they also understand that you don't want to not be without him. So it's uh, they get it, and I'm I'm sure it is a uh, some polarizing emotions for him, if you will. So uh, at the end of the day, as they all say, it's a business. And they all get that on a very real level, but the emotions of it have to be difficult. Now, we heard from Doug Marone after practice today, and uh, he and Jalen have talked. That's mm-hmm. really the update there. And Jalen is going to play tomorrow night in this football game, and that's, that's the interesting part to me. Sure. I, I, I've heard nothing either, either publicly or uh, you know, from reading between the lines that indicates he won't play. Um, the, and I and one reason is, you know, if if you you don't know if you're gonna be able to trade him or not. So there's a lot of reasons why a trade's gonna be very, very difficult, starting with money, starting whether teams want to bring this in, whether they can afford to bring it in, whether they are a team that you want to trade with. A lot of teams, if you look at the different obstacles, uh, won't be able to jump over every hurdle. So there's a small number of teams and then it, is it really what the Jaguars are going to give up? So all these things stand in the way. So if that's the case, if you're not sure you're going to be able to trade him, then you have to figure out how to have him on the field for you so that he's helping you. And that's right. yeah. uh, the one thing about Jalen is when he's on the field, I think you can rest assured that he's not going to intentionally try to hurt you with his play. He, he, he's going to play at, at his highest level that he possibly can. So you're, I'm pretty sure if he plays tomorrow, he's going to play well. I think a motivated Jalen Ramsey is going to help the team who's out there on the corner. The risk is if you're trying to trade him and he goes out and gets hurt, that's a risk. Uh, but I, I do expect him to play. And it's hard to even analyze it, JP, because <laughs> when you analyze things, you sort of try to jump back on what you've seen before. Yep. Haven't seen this that often before. No, so this it, is a new one. It's a weird dynamic. Uh, and I don't know that there are necessarily precedents or right answers that you know are right. You've sort of got to say, this is what we're going to do. This is what we think is the best option and see how it goes. He's on the football team. Yeah. And as of right now, he's on the football team. Tomorrow he's going to be on the football right. team, it sounds like. So go forward like he's on the football team. That's all you can really do. And by the way, uh, to clear something up, I've gotten a lot of emails. The press conference was weird, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Jalen's press conference. I don't want to say it was the weirdest I've ever been involved with because I've seen some things around the NFL, JP. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I, 
I don't know where to rank it on weird, but it was definitely weird because Jalen clearly wasn't going to say anything, and it was weird, and he used some language he shouldn't have, so it was, it was a little odd. But it was. I've gotten questions, why did the Jaguars put him out there? Mm-hmm. Well, players in the NFL talk once a week. By league rule, players are made available to the media once a week, during the week, and then after the games. All players. All, all players. He was going to talk at some point. It was either have him on the podium or have him in front of his locker. One way or the other, he was going to talk. It wasn't like they said, hey, let's have a press conference. Let, you know, it, it wasn't that. There was no brain trust saying, we need a press conference to put him out there. This was his regular availability that he always does. So that, I think, was a little misunderstood. He was saying, oh, another bad decision by me. It wasn't that. This was his normal time to talk. He was going to talk at some point, and he did that. So just thought I'd clear that up a little bit. Well, thank you. Way to go. Put a period and paragraph on <laughs> That's that. That's right. Oh, by the way, um, there's a football game Thursday night, too. And the team on the other sideline, well, they've, they've had the Jaguars number mm-hmm. over the last few years. They've won six of the last seven against this team, including four in a row. And we know what happened last year in the final meeting between these teams when Derrick Henry went off, a 99-yard touchdown run that's been run over and over and over and over and over again on the NFL Network, and it will be. It should be. It's a fantastic play for the Titans, not for the Jaguars. Uh, so here they come again, the Titans at 1-1. One and one. Marcus Mariota is the quarterback. They, he hasn't turned the ball over. They've got the running game still on offense. They've got a defense with names that you know on there, and they're a team that just has, has the, a good matchup against the Jags, it seems like, all the time. Yeah, the Jaguars are going to win the game, by the way. I mean, well, you're calling it. Yeah, is I, it a lock? Uh, it's a lock. You're locking it? Fine, I'll lock it. Um, it's a lock. So Wow. Because We've got an Osher lock. The NFL is a weird league. This is the game where everything you would point to would say, how in the world could they possibly win this game with all that's going on? It's a have-to for them. If they don't win this, they're in a lot of trouble. I could say the season's over, but, but you fall down 0-3. At some point, even if you think you're close or, or have a chance, you've got to start winning some games. Um, they have a chance if they win this – the schedule really opens up for him. I think there's a, a, a small awareness of that. But I think for the most part, what it is is NFL teams typically don't get distracted uh, until the season is basically over and there stops being a reason to play together. When they start playing for themselves at the end of the season and start trying to put stuff on tape, trying to do too much, know the season's over, that's usually when distractions come in. Uh, Distract. These players aren't distracted that much because, yes, they're talking about Jalen, I'm sure, amongst themselves. Sure. They're still going to meetings. They're still preparing. They're, it's not like these people are sitting at home at night, JP, the players, going, oh, oh, my goodness, I can't cope. They're fine. They will go and they'll be professional, and I think they'll play well, and I think they'll win. Did you just pull your hair uh, out? Yeah. Well, I can't. I can. can. So, <laughs> I can't, so it, there you go. It's, it's an overblown thing, the distraction thing. Teams usually fall apart at the end. This team still has a lot to play for. They won't fall apart tomorrow night. Okay. It's a lock. It's a John Osher lock. I'm all out of whack, JP. There it is. There's the Jalen things got me all disheveled. I think it's it's a weird – yes, it does. I think you the vibe around the building, especially yesterday, was just a little strange with every, all the little tension. Right. And they didn't know Jalen was – if he was going to talk, if he was going to be – you know, had no idea early in the morning. And then as the day went along, it all kind of developed and then – 
they uh, had the regular press conference time for Jalen and all that, and practice and everything. First locker room was a little weird when it was open mm-hmm. for the first time. There weren't many guys in there, but um, now today it seemed like it's a little back closer to normal mm-hmm. football feeling around here. Weird things sort of playing in their favor, too, on this. Short weeks are weird anyway. Yeah, that's right. Because you're out of schedule for both teams. Uh, they're creatures of habit, and the habit's broken this week anyway. So to throw one more thing like Jalen in there, it's I just don't expect if they lose, which I already told you they're not going to. Lock but it. if they lose, it it won't be because of the distractions. It'll be because they didn't play well enough to win. The Osher lock. That's Osher's lock of the uh, Jaguars over the Titans tomorrow night. Uh, we've got. Hey, by the way, um, what do you expect? And I, I the the fascinating thing to me tomorrow night, at least to, to before the game even starts, is when Jalen comes out of that tunnel for the first time. What's the reaction going to be in the stadium? Oh, I think it's going to be probably 20% sort of all-in for him because there are people who, when you're losing like the Jaguars have lost in the last 12 or 15, there are people who are going to side with anybody who's sort of mad at the team. There's going to be that bunch of, they can't do anything right. This is another example of it. He's our man. But I, I really think it's going to be 70% uh, you know, booze. I, I, I expect that to happen uh, because no matter how he wants to word it yesterday in the press conference about loving the city, liking the, you know, all that, um, if you're requesting a trade away uh, for, for the reasons that are reported that he's doing it, you're uh, giving up on the organization and, and the fans and this thing that you sort of feel you're all in on. So, I would expect him to uh, be booed. If I was in the stands as a Jaguar fan, I probably would too because you feel betrayed. That's, that's the reality of it. We'll see. It's disappointing. It it's is. difficult. But you know, if he didn't want that, then you don't do what he did. And I, and I told you before, JP, I really like Jalen. I, I, I do too. I've liked watching yeah. him. I like covering him. I think 90% of what people have gotten angry with him about and all the controversy stuff – I think 90% of it hasn't been nearly as much of a problem as people put on. But when you go so far as he's done in the last couple of days, uh, it, it's hard to keep that uh, beloved feeling for the fan base. It's there just you. not going to happen. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see tomorrow night what the reaction really is for the Jags and the Titans in week three on Thursday Night Football. We're back in a moment. Jimmy Luck joins us, head equipment manager for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, he'll show us the uniforms that have already been unveiled. Normally, we would surprise you but we'll surprise you when we come back how about that coming up at daily's place busy schedule on the south end of tiaa bank field game of thrones concert experience september 20th brantley gilbert for the daily's foundation charity concert that's september 28th zach brown band in chicago separate shows coming up in october tickets at dailiesplace.com back in a moment it's jaguars happy hour presented by the fields auto group and the jaguars digital network can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. 
For 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars 25th anniversary collectible cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32 ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate serving up more. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. We're back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier. That music each Wednesday means it's time for Jimmy Locke, head equipment manager. What's up? What's going on? Oh, nothing. Quiet week. Pretty quiet. Short week. Short, quiet week. Yep. Football. Yep. It's, a, it's here. It's all of a sudden. It's like here. Oh, we're playing tomorrow. It's a fast one, right? That's right. Um, for turnaround. Certainly for the players. That doesn't really – does it do anything for the equipment staff? Quick turnaround like that? No. Uh, helps it's at home, I guess. Yeah, it, it's a huge help that it's at home. Obviously, anytime we play a home game after a road game, that's easier for us. Um, but yeah, we, we you know we made sure uniforms were pretty much together last week, um, so because we knew we wouldn't have a whole lot of time this week. But it was, you know, it's kind of business as usual. We still have the same amount of stuff to do. It's just not as many hours in the day. I well, guess the same amount of hours in the day, just right. not as many days. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't yeah. change the rule. Yeah. They um, didn't. Is that the hat for this is the this is the home hat. This is kind of the uh the the era of ninety five. This was kind of the look okay. back then. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh that's the home hat. Wore the road hat last week. Okay. This one okay. uh it's old logo. Is it? No, no it's no, the no. it's the new yeah, logo, yeah. but it's you know, kind of the, the font and all that of the, of the mid nineties when uh, you know all the all the uh Pastel colors started coming yeah. out with the ma- with the major league teams. Yeah, like the Marlins, the Marlins had the teal yeah. and all that. Right. Panthers are kind of that sure. you know, Carolina blue. So I don't know. It's just any team. I guess there was us, the Ravens, and um, Panthers, and the Panthers right. kind of have this this hat. So because they all kind of did it off your era when gotcha. you when you came in the league. All right, so. here we go. So this is our normal segment <laughs> where we unveil. The uniforms. Yeah, but, you guys let the cat out of the bag already. Well, we didn't let the cat out of the bag on this show. Oh, okay. The cat was let out of the bag because <laughs> there were big announcements and it's let out of the bag because it's a teal out Yeah. on Thursday night. So that means that the Jags are probably wearing teal. Uh, so you want to show us what the yeah. Jags are wearing since you can't truly <laughs> unveil it. Jimmy Luck, what do you got? So we got the teal, teal. jersey. Hey, imagine yeah. that. So, and it's also uh, Chark Week. Oh, you know, wow. Okay. Chark Week. He's had a good start to it. Yeah. So that's, we kind of like saying that in the equipment room. It's dark week. Um, and then we're going to go with the black pants. Okay. Teal over black. So I did make a push for the teal pants, but I got vetoed on that one. I see. Okay. So. You walk down there and you tell them. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> don't, yeah, not don't this week. Yeah, don't do that. Probably not There's a few other things going on, so I say, I think we'll be good. We'll right. be okay in the black. There you you want to call a meeting about it? <laughs> no. okay, I, got I don't need to be the center of any of meetings. No. Um, so. All right, Jimmy. Well done. Thanks. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, that's a short segment. What short else you week. got? No, this is everything short this week. Let's go. Thursday night. Gotta let's go. go. Tee it up. That's right. Tee it up. <laughs> 
Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager, with us each and every week. And there he is. There's a Gardner Minshew on the board. He's had uh, a nice comeback last week. No, he's, Almost. He's, he's a good kid. I like him. He's got a little, little something to him. <laughs> Back in a moment, we'll pick our players to watch for this game coming up Thursday night. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. We're back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. The Jags have launched a new mobile app and secured digital ticketing. The all-new official Jags app features exclusive content, live game streaming, enhanced game day alerts, and much more. Look for secured digital ticketing tomorrow. Thursday night football. Screenshots of tickets are no longer allowed. Download or update the official Jags app on Apple and Android devices. And I, we're, we saw earlier today that the Jags will have more security areas mm-hmm. for fans to come into, and some shading there for the ticket yep. thing. And they make uh, sure the, the phones don't overheat. So that's right. That's uh, yeah. So it's nice, and you can bring a bottle of water all season long. Now it's going to go all season, seventeen ounces or less. You can bring with you to the game tomorrow night. Yes. So there's that. Uh, so this has been. It's week three. I think I tweeted this earlier today. I said it's only week three. I feel like, like we, I feel like it's been about 12, 13 weeks already. This well, has been a lot it. going on here. Let's Two weeks ago, you thought Nick Foles and Jalen Ramsey were your key players. And, they're, you know, who knows? I mean, Jalen's going to be on the field tomorrow, but here's what's happened in the first three weeks, right? Week one, Foles hurt. Miles Jack ejected from the game. The defense gave it up. The Chiefs won. And then last week, the sideline incident, the uh, two-point play at the end to nearly win. Ramsey asked for a trade after the game, and then – you know what's happened this week already with the press conference, and he practiced yesterday and today. Yeah, and I think what's lost in it is something we we sort of tried to dig into with the players, and and they came within a point on the road of beating the defending division champs, uh, and played better after the incident than they did before. 
the sideline incident, I, I've seen a lot of Jaguars teams in the past for something like that. All of a sudden, you're staring at 37-13 at the end of the That's game. That's right, And yeah, sure. you're completely disheartened. And that was the weird dynamic is you had this thing that everybody knew was the undercurrent story. And yet, I wasn't just blowing smoke when I talked to Conley a second ago. They outplayed him for the last three quarters. They should have won the game. Had they uh, converted? They could play the, here or there. There's a few options. Uh, two or three. Yeah. Um, especially the turnovers that they didn't get. That's right. Or else the game felt more like a Jaguars win if you pulled back from it. So all the stuff that's going on, they have a quarterback who looks like he can make some plays and who looks like the moment's not too big for him. They have a wide receiver group that is all of a sudden looking like it can make plays. Uh, the offensive line was not as good last week as it was in week one. But there's still elements on this thing. You find a way to win this one. And if you look at the schedule for the next five or six weeks, I'm not a schedule, you know, uh, circle the, uh, and assume who you're going to beat. But it's not the Patriots and the Rams and, and you know, the power teams coming yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're games you ought to be able to get. You win this one, and all of a sudden you're back in it, especially if Gardner Minshew plays for three quarters like he did for one the other day. Uh, that's gotten lost because of the Jalen stuff, but that is definitely a possibility right now that y- you hope the team can take advantage of this. You hope it's not too fragmented, and I don't think it will be. All right, let's pick our players to watch for this game. Thursday night football, this used to be the deep track segment where we dug deep down the roster. We're not there yet. So I'm going to start, John, if that's okay with you. That's fine. It's your show. No, no, it's our show. Nah, yeah, but but you're just, the guy driving the truck. You're the – we're the co-hosts. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Easy with that. Um, I'm going with the entire Jaguars defense. After everything that's happened this week with 20 – no, there you have it. The entire defense is a, a cat head logo. Um, how are they going to play? How are they going to respond? He's going to be out there. How does he respond? How does he play? We, we touched on that earlier. You get the feeling he's going to play as hard as he can and be try to be the Jalen that he is because that helps him out as well. But how does the rest of the group respond to that? How does the stadium respond to that? How does the team respond to, to everything that happens in a game, good, bad, and different? I think it's fascinating tomorrow night to see how this group plays. Yeah, I think generally speaking, when you have talent on one side of the ball, they're not very injured. Usually in this league, you see situations like this where one or two games uh, – you pull together, and and I play with your hair on fire. The focus is all there. Uh, I think they're going to come out and play fantastic. I think Jalen will play fantastic. It's on national TV. There's a lot of pressure. I mean, I newsflash, they're going to talk about him on the broadcast. Uh, you so think? It's, it's going to be a focus. He's a high-level athlete. He will perform well. So I, I think the defense will uh, play outstanding whether he's in the game or not. If he's not there, they'll be motivated to show he's not the into- – you know, it's the old thing. So, I think he's going to play – I think the defense will be fine. Okay. There you have it. That's my uh, – those are my players to watch. The 11 yeah, why not guys. just pick the entire team? I mean, the, they, I could have done that too, actually. Guys. You know? I had to go with two. Oh, um, we'll pick them. Who are they? So, the first one I went with was uh, Logan Cook. I think he was first or, or second on our list. But uh, I tried to go with the – with the least exciting possible pick, so I'm with a punter. Now, uh, but in fairness to him, I think because he's a punter, because you don't really talk about that much, and because of all the Ramsey stuff, what got lost, had they won the other day, I think he would have been AFC Special Teams Player of the Week or whatever that is. He had an outstanding game, and without him, the dynamic of that defense the other day is far different. 
I think it was four kicks inside the 20 with like a 47-yard net. Played about as well as he could as a punter. Not surprising. He has been playing at a high level since preseason training camp. Consistently, Doug Marone uh, praises him as playing very, very well. This is the kind of game tomorrow night that you figure, I, I, I think it'll be low scoring. I think it'll be field position stuff between these two teams. I think he'll, if he has that kind of a game as he did the other day, tomorrow night, it'll be a huge edge for the Jacks. Yeah, hasn't had a touchback this year yet, and is second in the league in net average so far in, yeah. in two games worth so, of work. A lot of work last week, but um, yeah, it's, it's he's taking a step, it seems, mm, this year. It does. I think I went with DJ Chark. You did? Okay. you did? I know you um, do a lot of these shows, and you get mixed up on some of these guys sometimes, but you well, did go well, with DJ Chark. And I, I got confused because <laughs> DJ Hayden, I wasn't sure which DJ was coming. It was, it was a whole DJ thing. Uh, he, to me, looks like a guy who, sometimes when you talk about a guy off season when he hasn't had a great rookie year going into second, you talk about second-year jump, you assume a guy's going to make it, and you're never really sure if they will or not. And half the time they do, half the time they don't. Boy, does he look like a budding star. So part of their problem in years past against Tennessee is they play these tight games, tight games. Both teams are playing the same kind of game, and yet the Jaguars can't quite get a big play to make it happen. He strikes you as a guy who finally this offense has a guy that you're not surprised when he makes a 35-yard play or when he makes a spectacular play. He's turned into that guy. Uh, I also think Josh Allen has a huge game tomorrow night. I was going to pick him. Uh, I think it'll be a changing of the guard type game. He got pumped up for national TV in the preseason. National television game. He has a huge game, and all of a sudden the announcers are talking about him and saying this is the transition point. Jalen Ramsey was the star, and now it's Josh Allen. I think that's a possibility. Wow. Offensively, uh, th- this could be when people nationally start knowing who DJ Chark is. I like that. That would be a good thing for Chark and this Jaguars offense, too, if they can get that done tomorrow night. There are players to watch. I had the entire defense to see their response to everything that's happened this week. John had DJ Chark and Logan Cook. We've got a busy day coming up tomorrow, 5.30 for the Publix Tailgate Show. Game day. 8.20 kickoff time. We'll have countdown to kickoff at 7.30 on the Jaguars radio network. And uh, Boy, what a day it's going to be. Come early, be loud, wear your teal tomorrow night. And uh, John, we'll see you tomorrow. I'll be wearing my sport kit. That, that very one, probably. Uh, probably. I've only got two, so yeah. <laughs> flip a coin. Love it. Uh, Let's enjoy tomorrow night. Thursday night football coming up. The Jags' lone primetime game of 2019. For John Osher and our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shatter. We'll see you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group and the Jaguars Digital Network.